Hey everyone, and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news stories and highlights. My name is Luke, and I'm your host as always. Thanks for joining me on episode number 36, I guess, of Games Are Fun. Games Are Fun is available every Tuesday on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Uh, Each week I talk about video games. Sometimes it's video game news stories, other times it's me sharing my experiences with video games. Now in today's episode, it's going to be very news-packed because this past week we had a lot of big gaming news, specifically relating to the release of Apex Legends, the new Battle Royale game from titanfall so we're going to be talking about that for majority of the episode and then i have a bit of news about 2019 for nintendo there's some rumors about what's to come for the nintendo switch uh in relation to first party releases for nintendo so that's kind of what i'm going to be talking about uh before we get to that I know that this week, uh, this week's episode is actually releasing on Friday, not on Tuesday. It's normal release day. And that's just because last week I recorded two episodes. So I have my normal release on Tuesday that I just gave my initial impressions on the Resident Evil 2 remake. More importantly, on Saturday, I released an additional episode that was about an hour and a half long. Uh, I brought my friend in, Andrew, who is a big expert when it comes to the Resident Evil franchise and we talked about Resident Evil the entire episode uh, including what we thought about the RE2 remake. So if you haven't listened to that episode already please go back and listen to that. Uh, It's a really great episode. A lot of prep work went into it uh, by Andrew and myself on just trying to create a good show for you guys and talk about Resident Evil. Resident Evil is a bit of a blind spot for me. I don't. Uh, I haven't played a lot of the titles in the franchise. I played a handful of them, but I don't know Resident Evil like Andrew does. So I, I brought him on the show to kind of talk about Resident Evil because it's still in conversation right now with the RE2 remake. Then of course I wanted to talk about the remake, and that's where we kind of dip into some spoilers and stuff. But at the very least, go and listen to the first bit of that podcast. Um, If you're looking to stay away from spoilers from RE2, we do give a a very clear spoiler warning of when we're going into talking about Resident Evil 2. So please go back and listen to that. Make sure you like that episode on whatever platform you're listening to it on, whether it's iTunes. Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, please give a five-star review rating. That goes a, a really long way for me. I really appreciate everyone who does that each week. Now, let's get into today's show. So this past week... I was going to try to cram in a recording of the show to make sure that it released on Tuesday. But then I kind of decided not to because there was a special announcement coming from Respawn Entertainment about a new game. And it was dropping essentially uh, at a time where I wouldn't then get enough time to record afterward to get it released on Tuesday. So that was another reason why I kind of wanted to delay it is because I was... There's a crunch crunch there for time and then there is this news and I knew that this was going to be something that I wanted to talk about on the next episode while it was still fresh in conversation and so that's why another reason why I delayed the episode. So Apex Legends was announced and simultaneously released this past week. So uh, GameSpot 
Phil Hornshaw has an article, Respawn launches Battle Royale game Apex Legends for free on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And he gives a great description of what the game's all about. So go over to GameSpot, click that article. Uh, they get the credit for this. I just wanted, they summed it up really great. So I wanted to bring it over onto the show to really describe what the game is. So the leaks and rumors turned out to be true. Apex Legends, a new challenger in the Hunger Games that is ever-expanding Battle Royale genre, is real, and it's here. Despite the fact that Respawn Entertainment just announced the existence of Apex Legends, it's already available to download on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 for free. You can see it in an action in the video above. Read our impressions, yada yada yada. Respawn teased the free-to-play game which makes its money-selling in-game cosmetic items on social media over the weekend following leaks that spilled some details on the internet. The developer then broadcasted a live stream to deliver the official announcement and a first look at the game. It's part of the universe created in Respawn's Titanfall franchise, though Apex Legends doesn't include wall running or giant robots. It clearly shares a bit of the DNA of the developer's well-loved shooter franchise. Apex follows the formula established and refined in Battle Royale games like PUBG and Fortnite while making a few key changes along the way. So here's where it is different from games like Fortnite and PUBG um, and other Battle Royale games. So first, it's a wholly team-based game with 20 teams of three players facing off on one huge map. Like other games in the genre, you and your squad enter Apex Legends with no weapons or items and have to scavenge everything you need to be the last team standing. The big difference between Apex Legends and other games like it is the inclusion of characters you choose from at the beginning of the match. Each character has a different role in your squad and different special abilities, including ultimate abilities that charge up over time. You're still finding all your guns, armor, and items on the island, but you have specific capabilities you can combine with your teammates that affect your strategy. There are eight characters or legends in the game at launch, and Respawn will be adding more over time. Respawn also has an innovative innovative addition to Battle Royale in its ping system. With one dedicated button, you can ping locations, objects, and other players, marking them on your teammates' screens and drawing their attention to them. Ping a piece of loot and your character will call it out and mark it for someone else should they need it, while pinging enemies allows you to call out their location to your squad. The system is pretty robust, making it possible to communicate well with your squad without ever talking to them, which is handy for matchmaking games where not everyone might have a headset. Apex Legends free-to-play status means it also includes microtransactions and in-game purchases for cosmetic items. You can buy premium currency to purchase items and loot boxes called Apex Packs, and you'll also earn in-game currency and packs as you play. Six of the game's characters are yours when you're fire fire up Apex Legends with two more purchasable with either in-game currency or premium currency. Um, and then again, it just reminds us that Apex Legends is available right now for free on uh, the Origin Store on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Also, uh, if you're an EA slash Origin Access or PlayStation Plus subscriber, you're eligible for in-game freebies. Um, yeah, I was an EA Access subscriber and I actually uh, got some currency that I was able to purchase one of the legends that actually need to be purchased, I guess. Um, so yeah, this is really, really sweet. I did not 
see this coming. There was a lot of rumors that Titanfall 3 was going to be announced by Respawn this year and it was supposed to be coming this year. And now I actually have an article that shines a little bit more light on Titanfall 3 and the Titanfall franchise that I'm going to save for afterwards I talk about this. Um, but yeah, this is really great. We kind of, there was rumors that Respawn was working on some sort of battle royale genre type game and I think a lot of people just assumed that it was going to be Titanfall but battle royale. Now it kind of is because it's still in the Titanfall universe, it just doesn't have those big gameplay mechanics that made Titanfall Titanfall, right? Like the wall running and the kind of parkour aspect of it as well as, you know, piloting Titans to fight in the, the multiplayer matches. What makes Apex Legends really interesting to me is all those things that they highlighted in this article. The fact that it's kind of a mixture of a battle royale with a hero shooter, like Overwatch or any of those other hero shooters, you actually get to pick a specific character or legend in this case. And each legend is specific because they have their own special abilities and you can kind of use those to your advantage, right? Um, you can kind of strategize and each player on your team have someone that kind of, you know, you have a healer, you have a tank, and you can kind of use that to, like I said, strategize and hopefully advance further in the round. So that's really sweet. I think that makes it a little bit more unique than, say, uh, PUBG or Fortnite. It's a, a new element added to this Battle Royale genre. It's not just a copycat of a game that already exists. It's just taking a genre and expanding on it. And another thing that they mentioned in the article, which I noticed very early on, is the pinging system. So you can ping certain things. Like it, like it said, you can ping enemies that are nearby. You can ping loot to let your teammates know, hey, there's a helmet in this, this over here. Um, which is really sweet because I think there are a lot of people that either don't have headsets or choose not to use headsets and talk on mic while they're playing multiplayer games. And for a battle royale game, when you're playing in squads, it's kind of important because it you need to communicate with your teammates to, to notify them of nearby enemies, or it, it is helpful to have somebody pointing out specific loot for you if you're looking for something. So it really is smart, that ping system. Um, I have played it without a mic so far, and I've really utilized that feature, and it's been helpful. I've actually, I think... Out of all the matches I've played, there's only been one match where I had another teammate with a mic that was kind of chatting with the rest of the team. Otherwise, no one else had mics and we were just using the ping system. Um, so right from day one, it was really effective. I knew that it was a great way of allowing players to communicate without having to you know, physically talk to each other on mic. So that was really, really smart. And then obviously the big one here is the fact that it's free to play. You know, you're, th that kind of puts it up into Fortnite's category. With Fortnite being free to play, it's more accessible to a lot more people, um, especially the younger audience who might not have enough money to buy video games. It's, it's easy transition into them because they can just download it and start playing it right away. It's smart that they chose that and are going to make their you know, their profits through microtransactions and the fact that microtransactions are going to be, you know, cosmetic um, specific, right? They're not going to be things that improve the gameplay or make it, you know, pay to win sort of type model. 
that's smart. I think it will do really well. It's really crazy because this game has just blown up. Ever since the release, I went over to Twitch and looked at some of the big streamers and they have Apex Legends partner on their stream, on their their uh, gameplay, like the watermark. And so it just goes to show that EA and Respawn jumped on these big streamers because that's a, another way that I think can increase the popularity of your game is through Twitch, right? Fortnite is as popular as it is because obviously all those reasons that I mentioned, free to play, uh, really accessible, fun gameplay, but it's also in the eyes of a lot of people who are watching over on Twitch. And so when people go over to Twitch and go to the most viewed game for that day, the number one trending game, and it's Fortnite, you know, that's gonna bring more people in. Hey, you know what? I've only so far just watched Fortnite on Twitch. Maybe I'm gonna go download and give it a try my, myself, right? Um, it attracts more streamers to start streaming what games are popular. And so, yeah, it's really smart. I went over Ninja, Shroud, uh, Dr. Disrespect, some of these huge streamers that have tens of thousands of concurrent viewers at a time were streaming this game. So it will be interesting to see how far Apex Legends go um, in terms of will it die out in a couple months? Who knows? Uh, it's If we compare it to other Battle Royale games, I think Fortnite's the one that stand, stood on the top of the mountain for the longest. Now, I don't necessarily think Apex will come and knock it out right away, but it, it's making some uh, some progression of getting to the top really quick here. Like I mentioned, it is the number one game streamed on Twitch right now. We have these big players streaming it. Um, yeah, and I, I think if we compare it to PUBG or you know Blackout from Black Ops 4, those are all games that you have to pay for to play. So already they're, they're not going to have as many players on them because why would you go out and buy PUBG or why would you buy Black Ops 4 for its Battle Royale mode when you have games like Fortnite or now Apex Legends for free available right now, right? Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what impact it has on the market. What I'm really interested in to see, and I was talking to Coleman about this earlier this week, Coleman, friend of the show, of course, is he's a really big Battlefield fan. And Battlefield 5 had its launch last fall, and it I don't believe it met EA, EA's expectations. And so, not to mention that the Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5 was actually delayed. It wasn't released on launch back in the fall. It's actually supposed to come out, I believe, in April still. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe it's still planned for that. It hasn't been canceled or anything. And so, it'll be interesting. Uh, Coleman made the argument that, you know, that it is a difference because Apex is in that free-to-play, you know, column while Battlefield is behind that paywall. You have to buy the game in order to experience that. So it might not have too much of an effect. But that being said, I don't know how many, you know, if we take Apex Legends out of the equation and we look at, okay, it comes to April, Battle Royale mode releases for Battlefield 5, would more people go out and buy Battlefield 5 now that maybe it got a bit of a price drop and um, it, it is now a new robust Battle Royale mode um, from this AAA title? Now with Apex Legends part of it, maybe because this, you know, it's a first person shooter, it is 
um, really smooth and responsive, are people going to necessarily flock to go and get the Battlefield but a 5 game to play the Battle Royale mode when they could just continue on playing a great game like Apex Legends? It's interesting. I don't know. Of course, we'll never know because we live in a world now where Apex Legend has come out before this Battle Royale mode. But it would have been interesting to see. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll stick to that story when it comes time for the Battle Royale mode or when there's more information for the Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5. We'll talk about that. I'm also interested in seeing if EA decides to release the Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5 as free, like a separate entity. Um, I think that could possibly be a smart, smart move. And I think that there is a risk in doing that of pissing off the fan base, right? Because there are going to be some people that maybe bought the game expecting for this Battle Royale mode to become available to them in April. But I think they could somehow fix that by giving them in-game rewards, uh, whether it's like some sort of currency system, giving them currency, giving them customization unlocks or something like that. Just giving them the, because they're the, the, per, the people that bought the game, giving them something, you know, f to reward them for, for that. So who knows? It'll be interesting. But Continuing talking about Apex Legends, there is some crazy numbers that they pulled in. So, Eddie McCooch, McCutch over at GameSpot.com uh, has Apex Legends hits another huge milestone. So, Apex Legends, the free-to-play battle royale game from Titanfall developer Respawn, continues to have a strong opening week. The game has now crossed 10 million players with a record of more than 1 million concurrent players. Respawn announced in a blog post. So this has been a truly incredible journey. We tested and tweaked, we argued and agreed, we got to a point where we felt some magic, we knew it would be risky to take the franchise in this direction to go free to play and do a surprise launch, Respawn founder Vince Zampella said, but we fell in love with Apex Legends and wanted, needed, other people to play it too. He had it, he added that the massive success of Apex Legends so far has exceeded the company's wildest dreams. Zampella went on to say that the launch is just the beginning for Apex Legends. As announced previously, the title will offer a Fortnite-style battle pass that will deliver seasons worth of new content over time. In fact, Respawn said it hopes the game can live on until 2027 or longer. Players can expect exciting changes and gameplay evolutions for the game as it progresses. By comparison, the latest statistics from Epic Games shows that Fortnite has 200 million players and a peak concurrent record of 8.3 million players. But Fortnite is a sensation unlike almost anything else. Apex Legends was announced and released earlier this week. On PS4, Xbox One, and PC, it was a quick success as it picked up 1 million players in 8 hours, going to reach 2.5 million players not much longer, and peak concurrent users record of 600,000 players. As today's numbers demonstrate, the game is enjoying a nice growth trajectory, there we go, and it will be interesting to see how much bigger the game becomes over time. Apex Legends is far from the first competitor to Fortnite and PUBG, but it's different but it's different in that it comes from a massive established publisher in EA. In addition to 
excuse me. In addition to Apex Legends, Respawn is working on something new in the Titanfall universe to release later this year, though whether or not it is much requested Titanfall 3 remains to be seen. Additionally, Respawn is developing a Star Wars game called Jedi Fallen Order, and it's also slated to launch in 2019. So a couple things I wanted to talk about this real quick. There is that argument, which I've already alluded to going on, that will Apex Legends beat up Fortnite for the most played game. Now you have to remember that Fortnite has some time on it, right? It's had that time to build up to what it is today. Apex Legends is definitely on that path of becoming a very, very popular video game. But the big difference is, I think, is Fortnite definitely has a, attracts a younger audience with its gameplay style. Um, it is more of a cartoony look. The systems are pretty straightforward. You also have the building mechanic of it, and some players really find that enjoyable. It's also a third person shooter, which also has an impact. Now, for a player like me, I am much more attracted to a game like Apex Legends. I way much would rather play a first person shooter over a third person shooter. I prefer the, the fast, um, smooth gameplay that a first person shooter like Apex Legends offers. It's much more smooth, it's fast paced. That's kind of my game style when it comes to games like this. And so, yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, apples to oranges. It, it is very different. Um, I think both of them can stand on their own as being two very popular games. I don't think one will beat out the other, but it's really impressive that it's pulling in these numbers. And I think that will just grow with time as more content's released, as we maybe have more big deals come, maybe some partners that come over to help support Apex Legends. It'll be really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes. But now going on to my next article, which again, was already kind of talked about at the end of this GameSpot article. But there is supposed to be a Titanfall game coming this year. So over at Eurogamer, Emma Kent has an article, another Titanfall game will launch this year but it's still not Titanfall 3. Uh, so the, and this came out on February 6, 2019. So if there's anything announced since then, this is where, where this article is coming from. Cheer up Titanfall fans, it's not all gloom and doom. Despite Respawn producer Drew McCoy telling Eurogamer Titanfall 3 was not currently in development, this isn't the end for the Titanfall franchise as a new game is set to release by the end of 2019. Just what this will be, however, remains something of a mystery. The news was initially teased by Respawn CEO Vince Zampella, who last night dropped the T-word on Twitter to promise more Titanfall content this year. It's worth noting his phrasing here, which hints this will be another experiment in the Titanfall universe. Uh, so the tweet says, Tons of things planned for Play Apex at Play Apex in the future. We are also committed to listening to player feedback. We are also working on more Titanfall for later in the year. Yes, I said the T word. We love being able to experiment in this crazy universe. Thankfully, a little more light was shed on the situation by EA head Andrew Wilson in a quarterly earnings call. The Respawn team has a strong plan for Apex Legends that will engage fans for a long time to come, Wilson stated. As the live service evolves, Respawn will also 
also plans to launch a premium game this year that is a new twist on the Titanfall universe. More to come on that months ahead. While these comments will somewhat reassure Titanfall fans that their beloved franchise isn't being forgotten, it's unclear what the new game will be other than it won't be a free-to-play title like Apex Legends. Oh, and it's not a VR game. <laughs> and there's a separate link that references what, what they're talking about there. Since Apex Legends was announced, many players have expressed disappointment in the absence of classic Titanfall features in the new game. The reason for their removal, according to Respawn, is that wall running and mechs simply did not work in the Battle Royale format. But with a new Titanfall game planned, there's a slim chance we could see some of these return in the next title depending on what it actually is. And then again... Uh, it's just a reminder that Respawn's commitment to release Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in autumn 2019 um, and says that it's that game is very far along in development and truly captures the fantasy of becoming a Jedi. So sounds like it's not so far away and light years ahead of EA's other Star Wars attempts. So a couple of interesting points to talk about here. When Apex Legends was announced, there was a little bit of backlash from the, the community, especially the Titanfall community, that this was not Titanfall 3. Now, if we look back at Titanfall's history, we had the first Titanfall um, exclusively releasing on Xbox One, uh, I think for like a year before it came to PS4, and it was a multiplayer game only. It was just multiplayer, there was no solo campaign. And that was one feature that fans really wanted from that Titanfall game. Fast forward to Titanfall 2, which I believe came out in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Um, seems like longer ago than that. I guess that's a couple years. But anyways, Titanfall 2 came out and it was just on the heels of Battlefield 1's reveal. Now, Battlefield 1 did great with its release. It sold a lot of copies and I think that hindered how many copies of Titanfall 2 was released. So commercially, the game did not do well, it did not sell a lot of copies. Um, that being said, it was really well received. Um, it was like a 90 on Metacritic, Titanfall 2. Uh, personally, Titanfall 2's campaign is the best I have ever played in a first-person shooter game, period. It has been, like, I just remember playing it and just, it wasn't long, it's about six hours long, I think, and I just remember playing through it and just couldn't stop until I saw the completion of the campaign. It was awesome the story's great uh, the gameplay's great highly highly underrated um people really should if you haven't experienced go go check it out titanfall 2 is very cheap now in fact uh, i remember later last year on some facebook groups people actually had posted copies of titanfall 2 on xbox and ps4 were actually showing up at dollar stores uh, for about four bucks, you could go in, and there was just loads of copies. Of course, when I went to go see if I could snag some copies, there was none left. But it it just goes to show that they had all these copies, and it really decreased um, in in price really quick. And they had to get rid of uh, the backlog that they had of all these copies. Just because a game didn't sell well, though, doesn't mean it's not a great game. So please go and experience that if you haven't. But because Titanfall 2 was so well-loved by its fans, you know, of course they want a sequel. They want to see Titanfall 3. But, you know, EA, the publisher, is going to have some issue with that because, sure, they could predict certain things, but looking at its track record, 
you know, you have the backlash of Titanfall only being a multiplayer game, so its sales were affected by that. You had Titanfall 2 sales affected because of its release and maybe not getting the right exposure at the time. Do they chance it with Titanfall 3? It's hard to say, right? And so I think Respawn, the publisher, was also maybe thinking that way and thinking, well, you know what? Let's, we're not scrapping Titanfall 3, we're not scrapping the Titanfall franchise, but let's kind of make this Titanfall universe something more than just the Titanfall games, which I think is really smart. By the fact that Apex Legends is a part of the Titanfall universe, just goes that they can create this really expansive universe of different games taking place in different parts of this world, right? And I think that will actually establish a really good brand image for Respawn and for the Titanfall world so that future releases that could be related to Titanfall or have the Titanfall name in the title of the game could actually improve itself by establishing a really good brand image of the Titanfall universe, right? Can you imagine if a Epic released a game that wasn't Fortnite but was in set kind of in the weird Fortnite universe. I don't know how that would work, but you're obviously going to get a lot of sales from that game just by the fact that it has its name attached to Fortnite. So, I think that could be what they're doing. And you know, it is on on them that maybe they want to experiment with doing something different. Um and it it will be interesting to see at the end of the year, you know, how the, the new Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment does and how that could impact any future development for games because if it does really, really well, that's going to bring in a lot of money for EA and a lot of money for Respawn that could help fund future releases. So we shall see where it goes from here, but um, I, I'm, I'm excited nonetheless. Um, this Apex Legends story is really interesting to me. I'm having a fun time playing it. Um, so if you have my gamer tag, search cats space on space tacos on xbox or just cats on tacos on ps4 hit me up i'm totally down to play apex legends at any time with you guys um it is funner playing with people you know too as a team so that's kind of all the the stuff i wanted to talk about with apex legends i did want to spend a majority of the episode talking about it because it is a lot of information and it is a, a newsworthy story that is hot in conversation right now. But I didn't want to just talk about that and leave a half hour episode talking about Apex Legends. There was something that I found interesting this past week that I wanted to talk about and kind of share my thoughts around. So ScreenRant.com, Riley Little has this article, Nintendo may have up to 11 unannounced games arriving on Switch in 2019. So let's change pace here and talk about Nintendo. So Nintendo may have up to 11 unannounced games arriving on the Switch in 2019, according to a new report from an industry insider. The House of Mario has been on a roll lately, with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate becoming the fastest selling Nintendo game ever, and the Switch console managing to move over 32 million units since launching in March 2017. It's impressive to say the least, but now consumers are wondering what awaits them on the platform in 2019. So far, gamers have had new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and the spectacular Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes to distract them with. Uh, with Yoshi's Crafted World set to arrive in March later, sorry, with Yoshi's Crafted World set to arrive in March. Later on this year, they'll be joined by the likes of Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion 3, and a new mainline Pokemon game on Nintendo Switch. 
All of these set up an eventful year for fans, but it sounds as if Nintendo may have a number of surprises still waiting in the wings. Industry insider and well-known Nintendo tipster Emily Rogers recently took to Reset Era to outline 11 unannounced Switch games that may be arriving as soon as 2019. According to Rogers, at least two of the 11 games are digital titles set to be made available exclusively for the Nintendo eShop. One is allegedly a new kit for Nintendo Labo, two are ports of Wii U games and the rest are entirely new. It's difficult to give an exact number because any game can be pushed back to 2020 for marketing slash scheduling reasons. Let me try to explain this better. Sorry, this is, I'm assuming, coming from Emily Rogers. Let me try to explain this better. The most likely Nintendo published games announcements for 2019, 70% chance or higher. So they have number one, mystery game. Number two, mystery game. Number three, mystery game. Number four, mystery game. Number five, eShop game. Number six, mystery Wii U port. <laughs> number seven, eShop game. Number eight, new Labo kit. There may be games for 2019. So these are the wild card titles. So there's a 50% chance or less. This. Again, take everything you hear here with a grain of salt. Um, uh, uh, the reason why I'm sharing this article, I'll, I'll talk about afterwards because it, it, it got some thoughts going. Um, uh, where are we here? I lost my place. There may be games for 2019, so the wild card, 50% chance or less. Uh, Retro Studio Secret Game, this is assuming it wasn't canned, of, of course they're alluding to a Retro Studios game that was supposed to be in development last year and we haven't heard anything about. There was rumors that it was a Star Fox racing game, there's been rumors um, that it could be something else. Number 10, Metroid Prime Trilogy, assuming Zell's info and Imran's info are correct. Uh, number 11, Mystery Wii U uh, port. So again, it's not a ton of information. Uh, it continues saying, according to Rogers, she believes that at least five of the above games are set to arrive in 2019. And only thing that would hold them back are development delays or strategic spacing of each release. This would mean that other games may be delayed or intentionally held back to fill software release gaps in 2020. Still, there are some interesting details in what is being said in the Reset Era's post. A major one is the hint that a new Wii U port arriving on Switch first debuted in 2013. This limits possible probable candidates to Wonderful 101, something that has been teased by Platinum Games in the past, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, a port of the GameCube game, and Super Mario 3D World, something that feels more like an inevitability for Switch given the popularity of the franchise and Pikmin 3, which could act as a precursor to the rumored Pikmin 4 on Switch. Candidates for the eShop titles include a Mother 3 port of some sort, which has been rumored on and off for a very long time. Retro Studios was believed to have been working on a racing game stall called Star Fox Grand Prix before being handed back the reins of the Metroid Prime series. Of course, last Tuesday's episode I talked about how development for that had been switched over. Metroid Prime 4 is now going back to Retro Stews, who did the first three games. Even Rogers appeared to be confused by the status of the Star Fox project, though, and Retro Stews beginning development on Metro Prime 4 from scratch has rightfully made insiders wary of the status of that project. So kind of an interesting article here. Like I said, take it with a grain of salt, but um, you have this person who is well-known uh, in the Nintendo industry insider, and so... 
some of this stuff could be true. Some of it is surface level stuff that they may know that deeper down is not the truth. Um, so it shall be interesting. Like the article said, we already have those announced games like Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion 3, the new Pokemon game, the Yoshi. So that's a lot of first party titles coming out for Nintendo in 2019. My guess is I still think we're going to get some sort of Metroid Prime collection released on Switch this year. And I think that um, some of the Wii U ports that they mentioned are probable. Um, I think The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD would do really well on the Switch, considering that it is a game from the GameCube era, which not a lot of people, the GameCube was not a great selling console. And then fast forward to the Wii U, another not great selling console. So there's a lot of people who have missed out on Wind Waker. And so I think that would do well if they brought it over. And then Super Mario 3D World, I think is very, very likely as well. It's a game that saw releases on 3DS and Wii U. And it is a popular franchise in the Mario series. And so I think that is a likely game that could make its way there as well. Now, as for the eShop games that are kind of just going to be released, that I'm not 100% sure on. They kind of said that there could be some sort of Mother 3 port. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just uh, some fan fan I was wanting that game for, for what it is. I don't think that's likely. Of course, if it was true, that would do exceptionally well. Uh, of course, the North American audience has not experienced the Mother games as well as Japan has. And I think that's a franchise if they brought Earthbound over here uh, on the Switch, it would do do quite well. So it'll be interesting. Um, we'll kind of hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll stick to this story. And if there's any more updates, we'll come back to that. And of course, as new first party Nintendo Switch games are announced, then we can kind of allude to the fact that maybe these matched up with some of the things that Emily Rogers was in fact referring to. So everybody, that is the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 36 of Games Are Fun. Um, what's to come in next week uh, is going to be kind of a special episode next week. I I've already planned this, so I'm going to tease it now. I'm going to be talking about my favorite Nintendo 64 games. Now, I don't... Sometimes, I like I've done them in the past. I've done lists on the show where I kind of list things. And, you know, some people have issues with those ty that type of content because it seems lazy you're just listing games but I actually really like lists because it's an opportunity for people to maybe find out about new games that they never heard about um, you know one of my favorite list episodes I did you can go back and listen to it was 10 cancelled video games that look promising and I talked about all these video games that were cancelled and I kind of ordered them in the one that I was anticipating the most or the um, number one being obviously the one that I was looking forward to the most that unfortunately got cancelled. So I, I do like doing lists and so I thought with the Nintendo 64 being my first console as a kid and having a lot of memories associated to the Nintendo 64, I thought it'd be interesting to do a whole episode where I list my favorite Nintendo 64 games. I don't think I'm going to do that in number one is the best, number 10 is my least favorite because as we all know, uh, Zelda... Ocarina of Time is my favorite video game of all time, so that's obviously going to be very obvious for number one. So I'm just going to be talking about Nintendo 64 games and all that, and also 
just a kind of a, a dream list, I'm also going to be talking about if we ever got to see a Nintendo 64 classic or mini released, what kind of games or titles I would like to see on that. So that's what's coming next episode. And then also, this is a, a very big teaser, very vague you don't know anything about it because I, I don't want to prematurely say something, but I do have a couple new projects that I am looking at starting in the future. Um, those are hopefully more information will come on that in the coming weeks. So just stay tuned to my Facebook page. Just look for Games Are Fun Podcast over on Facebook or head over to my Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod and then my Instagram page at Games Are Fun Podcast. Go over there. Any future news releases about Games Are Fun or any new announcements of what's happening with the Games Are Fun is going to, to be over on those platforms, on those social media sites. So make sure you're subscribed or liked to whatever. Just go over to those, those sites and you'll get all the information on what's happening in the future. You'll know when I'm going live over on twitch.tv slash Games Are Fun podcast i'm going to be streaming a little bit more resident evil in the the next week or so and then i eventually am going to probably start streaming apex legends so make sure you head over there as well and subscribe to me on there and with that being said this has been episode number 36 of games are fun we will talk to you guys next tuesday so take care